what is up everyone my name is lee and i'm here with arlie and this is story avenue welcome back everyone arlie has an awesome part two for you today yes it's finally here it took us a week to get it out but we made it and we're excited for it hell yeah we are Got my coffee here. It's ready to go. It's like five o'clock your time. Don't judge me. I won't. I get it. <laughs> uh, so this part two, I had to dig down pretty deep to get the like court trials and what the crime scene looked like because there is a Netflix special about it, but um it's only going to cover really one side and that's Sally's side. So you kind of don't get really the full story when you watch it. Yeah. I recently watched it and it definitely favored her side. I can agree, but I definitely recommend everybody to give it a shot. It's a good. There is also a YouTube video. Um, I attached his link in the description. Uh, it's a cold case detective he watches it and he kind of like does a deep dive and tells his opinion about it and like what he thinks yeah um which that's kind of where I got a lot of information from so uh where we left off Sally's making that 911 call and confesses that she just shot her husband and that he just beat her up so Ray McNeil was shot twice with a shotgun on Tuesday night, and Sally said she shot him, but it was all in self-defense. So Sally kept a sawed-off 12-gauge shotgun in the house, which is pretty gnarly to have, especially sawed-off like that. And she said she kept it in the house to protect her and her kids, and when asked you know if she thought that ray would ever use that gun against her she responded with no i've like never really thought of that ray was a weapon he could throw me across the room he didn't need this um so a little bit about leading up to that day uh during most of the day ray had spent a lot of the evening away from home Uh, later to find out that he was spending time with his girlfriend, Mary Ann. And then he just casually stopped at the store and grabbed some chicken. And meanwhile, at the apartment, Sally was getting pretty worried and probably pretty pissed because it was Valentine's Day. I don't think a lot of them had cell phones. This was the 90s. When did cell phones come out? 2000 there were definitely felt cell phones in the 90s you think they had one i don't think so i mean there's definitely no texting or tracking um i definitely think yeah no texting or tracking i mean they had those huge phones yeah you gotta carry a box around with you um so sally got ready to head down to a local bar thinking that ray was probably hanging out with Marianne down there and she wanted to go look for him so she was you know getting all dolled up and ready and before she was about to walk out the door that's when Ray returned home and they kind of got into it but Ray was just like yeah whatever I'm just gonna cook my chicken and eat 
and Sally was like super pissed and was making remarks like, wow, you look like shit. I'll burn. And Ray was getting ready for a bodybuilding event, which probably really pissed him off because he was super insecure what he looked like. And if someone's going to say you look like shit when you're already insecure, probably make mm. you real mad. Yeah, and you're trying to better yourself for your competition. That's not the what you want to hear. Up. Yeah. I could just imagine him eating just plain chicken, too. They do that. <laughs> I know. And he had 114 eggs a week. Oh, my God. That's so many eggs. I could never. <laughs> I try and eat three, and I'm like, Ugh. Three a week? No. I mean, a day. Not, to be honest, I yeah, I eat about three a day. Yeah. That's still, I don't want to admit that to anyone. <laughs> So uh, according to Sally, Ray began to hit and then choke her. Um, her daughter, Shantina, was in the next room and could hear her parents fighting. But she didn't see what happened. She testified that she could only, like, hear what was going on. And Sally said she was able to break away from Ray's grip and get away from him. And she dashed to the bedroom. That's where she kept her sawed-off shotgun, and she grabbed two bullets and ran back into the living room, firing one round in Ray's direction. The bullet hit him right in the stomach, and according to Sally, this guy just kept coming after her. Like, after getting shot in the stomach, and you're still going to attack her. So she shot another round. Um, she was about, like, six feet away. I mean, this apartment wasn't that big, but she was still in like I guess um like he was between the living room and the kitchen so she must have been I guess the living room bedroom area if she's six feet away yeah maybe this is controversial but she ran to the bedroom and then back to shoot him though like yeah she said he was choking her grabbing her because I guess she got away though got away ran to the bedroom to grab that gun and grabbed two bullets and ran back into the living room why not just like jump out the window and run away i don't know maybe it's because her kids were there were they in the house they were in the house they were yeah shantina her daughter said that she was in the next Mm -hmm. bedroom because it was a two-bedroom apartment yeah and she could hear them fighting but couldn't see what was going on so she grabbed the two bullets, ran back into the living room, and fired one, and it hit him right in the stomach. And then, according to Sally, Ray kept coming after her into her direction. Um, so then she ra- she shot another round, um, saying that she was probably around six feet away from him, which hit him directly in the face. And that's when it took him to the floor. So then Sally then ran outside and gave the neighbor the gun, and then she immediately called 911. Also, Ray didn't die at the crime scene. Like, he was still alive in that apartment when the police showed up. I could hear him crying for help and asking, like, why did you shoot me? Help me. Um, But he did eventually die at the hospital that night. He's a pretty strong dude if you survived two shots and he died from blood loss. So, yeah, that sounds very um, painful to have a slow death. Also, in her, when she called 911, 
the dispatcher said, you know, like, what's the emergency? She said, uh, I just shot my husband and he beat me up. And you then the dispatcher goes, who else is in the in that room? Because you could hear like a little girl screaming and she goes, that's my daughter. And then they're like, okay, we're coming. Wow. So, yes. And her police interview, a lot of people questioned her body language. And at one point, she grabbed a blanket and laid on the floor and then fell asleep. Which they thought, like, it's not really the reaction of a grieving wife and, like, what they would do. But, I mean, this was probably late into the night. You're super exhausted. I don't know. Maybe, like having all the anxiety come out at that point you're probably tired the adrenaline has worn off I don't know I don't think I would have been able to sleep I don't think so either maybe like on the table but I couldn't have like wrapped a blanket and laid on the floor yeah Uh, when they brought in her kids kind of just to say like you know I probably won't see you for a while um, you could hear John, her youngest son, say, Mom, if you tell them it was self-defense, you won't get in trouble because you always have bruises on you. I'm sure the kids definitely witnessed a lot of domestic abuse, like enough to know to say that. Yeah. Um, and Sally pleaded not guilty. So when examining all the evidence at the apartment, one thing that really stood out to the investigators was that the blood from the bullet was under the lampshade, which means when Ray was shot at least the second time, um, he wasn't standing up. Yeah, he must have been like laying down. mm -hmm, The blood shot up in an upwards motion under the lamp rather than like on the wall or on top of the lampshade as he would like if he was standing up. So you'd imagine that like the threat was no longer imminent in that moment. Because yeah, that's what they're kind of picking up. Um, also, so remember she goes back into the bedroom when she grabs the gun, grabs two bullets, grabs the gun, runs out. There was a bullet shell found in the bedroom, which meant Sally had to run back into the bedroom to reload the second bullet, causing the first bullet shell to fall out so she could reload the second one. Hmm. Um, They also tried to reenact the scene as if she had just dashed into the bedroom out of fear because he was still coming after her um, and shoot someone from the living room, but it wasn't possible with the layout of the apartment. So that means that Sally had to run back into the bedroom, reload, first bullet shell falls out, reloads the second one, and then runs back into the living room out of the bedroom to shoot Ray the second time. So she said that Ray was still coming after her. Um, At this point, doesn't really seem like that's possible. The first bullet wound was found on the stomach, but had entered through the side of his body. So that could either mean that he was running towards her the first time and turned the last second. Maybe he turned and saw her with the gun or which, you know, is totally possible or he was faced away from her the whole time and she shot him without him looking. Hmm. 
not really sure. No one's ish, like too sure about that. Um, the second bullet was to his jaw. It blasted his teeth out and took oh. off his bottom jaw. Oh my god! Which, like, knowing that and the fact that he was talking is crazy. I couldn't imagine that would feel like. Yeah. Anytime I think about like teeth, just like makes me cringe. <sighs> It's gnarly, and your whole jaw just like blown off. There's so I'm just many like, was very... it just like laying there? Yeah. Um. So with how the blood splattered and how it was like laid out, it means his jawline was under the lampshade, lining up with the couch. So it's pretty possible that Ray was on all fours when he was shot the second time. Yeah, he's probably, like, hunched over in pain, maybe. I mean, you're shot in the stomach. You would be hunched over. That's how I imagine it. Yeah, and then, boom, blasted to the face. Knocks you right down. So I don't really know if I believe Sally's version of shot him to the stomach. He's still coming after me. Shot him again right there. Clearly, she ran away. So how much of a threat was he still reloaded her gun, ran back in the living room, shot him the second time to the face. Uh, So Ray was having a three-year relationship with Mary Ann. Um, She was also interviewed with police uh, saying that her and Ray were planning like a future together, saying that they really had that kind of true love. But Sally knew and found out when she found out about Ray's affair, it was through like the phone bills. You know, when you would look at back in the day, you would look at your phone bill and it would list all these like landline numbers. And most of them like you would recognize and the ones you didn't, you're like, "Mm, suspicious. I remember having to memorize numbers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, So she, Sally called Marianne saying that she better stay away from Ray and she better stay away from the gym that they all would go work out at. Quote, I'll kick your ass if you fool around with my husband. Uh, and Marianne also told the police that Sally would get violent and would like get enraged about something. Um, she said that Sally would drag up old negative stuff between them and just hurl it at him. And that she would get in this frenzied rage. So at the trial, Sally's defense team argued self-defense and that she was suffering from battered woman syndrome, which is a legal defense originating in the 1970s. It's defined as a psychological trauma that results from ongoing abuse, typically at the hands of an intimate partner. They said that this syndrome is one of a group of conditions known as intimate partner violence and can lead up to symptoms of depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and even physical health problems. Um, It can also result in a development of survival personality in which the person acts out of fear and attempts to avoid further harm. It One of the first stories that battered woman syndrome originated from was in 1977, a woman named Francine Hughes 
was on trial for murder of her husband and was one of the, you know, first cases involving the syndrome. Um, and after 13 years of domestic abuse, Francine set the bed on fire when her husband was sleeping, killed him and burned down their whole house. And she was found not guilty by reason of temporary insanity. Wow. So they felt like they had a good, good case on this. Um, and Sally did have marks on her neck. She said that she had no choice but to protect herself. So they exhumed Ray's body. And an expert testified saying that Ray's fingernails were too short. And it determined that his hands could not have caused the marks on Sally's neck. And furthermore, the marks were inconsistent with manual strangulation and could have been self-inflicted. Wow. So did she do that to herself? Kind of seems like it. But... Did uh, Sally, because I know she was a bodybuilder, was she like taking steroids of any sort? Like, did they have any thought that maybe that? So that was a big, big thing um, in part one. Ray was taking a lot of steroids, getting huge. And Sally was like, I want to be big like that. So she started taking steroids. But at this time, she said she had stopped taking steroids. It was just Ray. And she did argue that, you know, um, he he got pissed off at her because of him taking these steroids. Yeah. It's a serious thing. Um, yeah. So in, in March 1996, Sally claimed self-defense during her trial, um, saying that Ray was going to kill her in a steroid-induced rage and needed to act quick to protect herself. So she felt like he was going to kill her, um, roiding out. Uh, and during Ray's autopsy, they did find five different types of steroids. So Five? Five different types of steroids. Wow. And Sally cool. said she stopped taking them, but they did test Sally and they found one type in her system. She lying. <laughs> she was lying big time. Um, but five different types. I don't. I'm assuming that would definitely make. Come on, that sounds dangerous. Nap in a way. It does sound dangerous. My God, like, dude, just calm down. Yeah. Um, the trial lasted about three weeks, but it only took the jury three days to reach the verdict. And Sally was convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 19 years in prison, which it meant the jury believed that she um, intended to kill Ray, but did so in an unplanned and in the heat of the moment type of thing. Uh, which kind of uh, makes sense. You shot him in the face. I do agree with the verdict of that. You know, yeah. it does feel like she was already upset about the um, affair. She was already upset about, like, him in general. But in the heat of the moment, probably just, like... Lying about, you know, where she got the second bullet from. Um, the scratch marks on her neck doesn't really... Didn't really make sense. Yeah. 
she appealed her sentence and had it overturned. However, the state of California, because this was this was in Oceanside, um, then took the case to Supreme Court, which reversed the appeal, reinstating the original conviction. So Sally is 61 years old and she's living life outside of prison. She has a job and she did get remarried. Uh, would you be nervous being her husband? Um, maybe not if she was no longer a bodybuilder, maybe. I mean, she's still pretty, I saw a picture of her. I mean, she's like fit. She's not like. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Sarah looking do some wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, when she kind of like when she was in prison, her kids would like. So her kids, um, were like adopted by her parents, mm-hmm. and uh, so she got about nineteen years. So they really grew up without her, and they would go and visit her. Like I think it was like once a month they would go. That's still that's um, really good that her kids wanted to keep in touch with her after all that. Mm-hmm. But like after a couple years, they kind of stopped. They just it was like too much on them, which I can imagine. Definitely understand. Uh, and they, I know they both went into the military. Mm-hmm. I think her daughter only did one tour. I could be wrong, but I know her son kind of had a harder time. He did five tours. Had a lot of PTSD um, and then got into like an alcohol and drug addiction. So his path was a little more difficult. Um, I read somewhere that Shantina did get into an abusive relationship when she was older. So a lot of like patterns do repeat. That's so unfortunate. Um, But hopefully she got out of it though, right? I think she got out of it. She does have a daughter. Um, and she does like hang out with her mom all the time. It took her son some time to kind of warm up to Sally again. But when she got married, you can see him like walking her down the aisle. Aww. Which was really cute. That is cute. Um, the director of the Killer Sally Netflix documentary gave an update on Sally's life today, saying that she's not the perfect victim. And doesn't try to hide that. We want victims to be perfect. And often they're not. And we get upset with them. But Sally didn't shy away from that. And yet maintained her innocence. She's had a really tough life. And she remains to be someone who is a half glass full person. I wouldn't really agree on that (laughs) statement altogether. Uh, we can't really say like exactly what happened during that night. You can say that Sally, she was a victim of domestic abuse. Um, but Ray was also a victim of homicide. Yeah. So both stories pretty tragic. I wouldn't say Sally is like super innocent. Yeah. But again, we weren't there. We don't know. Um, when Shantina testified in court, she was just honestly she was so upset she was crying like every two minutes that they just cut her entire like stand like they didn't they just kind of was like she can't handle this um we're not gonna involve the kids wow yeah I mean can you imagine that's a lot of I would that sounds like a lot of emotion to put out on the stand so 
Yeah. And I know I didn't get too much into this, but I know Sally uh, like represented herself, which her lawyer said, like, in some cases that works. Um, This was not the case for that. And Sally Mm -hmm. says it was like a huge regret for doing that. I mean, it seems like she was pretty confident. But again, looking at the crime scene, probably not the best. Probably not, but she served her time and now she's living life. Married, getting it on. <laughs> Good for her, I guess. I feel, <laughs> I feel really bad for, you know, Ray. Ah, yeah. And Marianne, too. That was her boyfriend. I mean, he was yeah. married, but. It wasn't a fair, but. <laughs> <laughs> Where did we? Yeah, that was definitely a really good case. I loved watching the documentary and. um yeah yeah it really I mean it honestly really showed most of her story and it kind of like in a way makes you feel bad for her but then when you dig down deep into like the crime scene and the investigators and yeah and you think trials that's why the verdict was what it was yeah and she did do her time so you have to accept that she did the time she did the crime, so she did the and time. time. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Back next week with another good story at Story Avenue. Goodbye. Bye.